888-346-0123. Hi, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we're going to talk to one of our resident economic experts, Colin Plume, today of Noble Gold, and we're going to be talking about gold, and we're going to be talking about the economy. And every time I turn around, I'm seeing people are ditching cash, people are going gold, and uh, we're looking at world crisis, forcing things into gold. And to help us make sense of out of all this, we've asked Colin to come on and discuss this with us. Welcome to the show, Colin. Glad you could join us. Dave, it's always a pleasure and uh, good to be on. Thanks again. Yeah, I mean, I bet you guys are busy right now, given all that's going on with the world and the volatility and all. I am actually holding four different phones right now that I'm ready to answer at, at a moment's notice. Um, no, just kidding. It's yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, we are busy right now, and and uh, you know, obviously with the the C virus and and um, what's happened in the economy. You know, the Dow had a significant pullback earlier this year, uh, earlier this week. Excuse me. So it's um, one of those things where you have to. Uh, you really have to take measure of, of where you're at in terms of your, uh, mm-hmm. your finances. And, and, um, you know, one thing, I don't know if you talked about it yet, but was what happened with fidelity. And we actually had a client who had this happen to them where fidelity froze has been freezing accounts. Uh, I don't know if you saw that there was an article about it on zero hedge. No, no. Tell me um, about it. I don't know about this. Yeah. So, so basically, Fidelity has been freezing accounts. Um, people went to their accounts, and it said that there was zero balance um, over the weekend because people were so many people were moving out of you know your typical investments that they are basically what they did was they just they've been trying to freeze freeze the money. Um, we had a client who called us uh, in a panic said tried to they tried to liquidate their account on Friday they couldn't get in touch with them and then obviously we had the pullback on Monday and you know just couldn't get into his his account usually he can just liquidate online and he did not have the ability to do that and um, obviously it, it it scared him you know pretty pretty <coughs> excuse me pretty heavily so um, you know, it's out there that the banks, you know, are, are obviously going to try to slow down the movement of funds. And, um, you know, this is one of the scary things that happens when you, you know, you're coming up potentially on a on a market that's going to shift is that the these companies, they don't want you moving your money around. They don't want it. So there's going to be glitches. There's going to be these kind of things happening, uh, unfortunately. But, yeah, Zero Hedge broken on Monday. But we we were having, you know, he wasn't the only client, but he was he was a seven figure client, and um, obviously it was um, it was pretty scary for him. Well, how did this end up? Did he get his money? Tuesday morning, they un- unfroze the account, and he was able to to move it um, uh, out of there, and and we're we're in the process now of of getting it moved over into uh, some gold and silver. So he's. He's relieved, but obviously he he wanted to do it on Friday, and and you know there was a pretty big pullback yesterday, so you know the timing of it wasn't great. But um, the conversation that I had with him was, you know, typically this these types of things are just the beginning, and he felt the same way and and wanted to get out of where he was at. So it was sort of a no brainer at that point. I mean, to know that that these accounts can be frozen when things are turning. 
um, is not the the point of having these custodians. You know, you're, these custodians are supposed to be independent. You know, fidelity. It, they're not. They're not a. They shouldn't have their fiduciary obligation is to the client, and and they're not beholden to mutual fund companies. They're not beholden to stocks. Their 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 job is to to make sure that the client can get access to their funds when they need it. And this client was not able to, and there was many other clients that that had a similar situation. Isn't that a violation of uh, Treasury regulations or SEC? Absolutely, but what they they just chalked it up to is a, it was a computer glitch. Oh, what a so bunch of crap! Yeah, so that's that's the you know uh, way that they can sort of um, you know get around this is that the, you know they'll just blame it on on you know bots or security or something to that effect, but. I mean, when someone's trying to liquidate on Friday and then you see the Dow drop 800 points on Monday, um, you know, obviously that computer glitch caused caused a, you know, a negative outcome for uh, for our client. Am I being too presumptuous in, in assuming that uh, there was some insider knowledge going on there, too, since this was done in advance? You know, it's hard to know. I, You know, it's one of those things where... He, Obviously, a lot of people are, are moving in, into different investments, alternative investments right now, safe haven mm-hmm. investments. Um, and, you know, a lot of, you know, how, how do these companies survive? How do, you know, how does it, you know, people always, how does a company like Fidelity, when they have no fees, the way they're able to survive is, is they have deals with, with mutual funds. They do get some kind of, you know, payment on terms of how many mutual funds are bought, but also, they just get paid on terms of just how much cash that's, that's what they live on is cash. Um, because you know, if they have zero commissions on all trades, how do they make money? They make money by people just leaving money in the account, just having it sit there. So when you have a lot of people moving the money out, they really can't afford it. And so they're going to try to slow things down. And, and listen, it could have been a glitch, you know, who knows, but it, it seems very, um, you know, coincidental that it all happens sort of in this weekend and, and kind of with everything going on. Yeah, you mentioned the key word there, Colin. You'd have to be a coincidence theorist to think this was an accident. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, that's how I exactly. look at it. But but you, you, what's interesting is a lot of people don't realize this, and I learned this when I did research on this about, oh, seven years ago, that when you put your money in the bank, it belongs to the bank. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that those laws changed um, where, you know, there was... Yeah, and a lot of it is they're worried about bank runs, so they don't they don't want people pulling money out quickly because, you know, obviously the whole thing could collapse. That's why, in two thousand eight, we had to you know the bailout was there because they were just worried that people would just pull money out, and a lot of the banks you know they're on fractional reserves, so they mm-hmm. really don't have all the money at hand. Um, so then they changed the laws to make it very difficult to get the funds out. And, you know, so you have this, this pullback recently and, and, you know, you have companies like JP Morgan came out and said, gold's going to hit if, if, if the virus is, isn't slowed down significantly that gold will break 1850 by Q2. And, you know, typically those kind of reports are, are conservative. Um, and, you know, we've we've seen this is we're in the midst of our first the beginning of our bull run with the metals. You know, we have year to date from a year ago to today, gold's up 24 percent. Mm. Um, and, you know, some of the other metals have performed really well, too. And, and I think silver's obviously got a lot of room to, to, to run in terms of where it's going to go. Um, but, yeah, there's there's definite um, 
people out there that are concerned. I'm sure a lot of people are calling their their brokers right now, and they're you know they're trying to hold off this this surge and this uh, transition. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens over the next few months. Yeah, you 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 kind of bounced over very quickly fractional <laughs> reserve, and I know a lot of people don't know what that is, and. And I don't remember what the ratio is. I think it's nine to one, but you only have to have one dollar on hand for every nine you lend out. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some it's nine to one or ten to one. Some some it's some uh, number in that. And obviously, when we had the collapse um, with the bond market, they were you know it was much higher, and they were you know they're stacking the the bonds on top of each other. But it should be about ten to one now. So I mean that's nine ten to one. So that you know doesn't. If, if there is people wanting to move out of these accounts into other things and they do it all at the same time, um, there's no way for them to, to fulfill that. So they're just going to slow things down. And, you know, that obviously that could, that could put us in a pretty uh, significant bind. Um, and, and we're looking at debt. You know, the, the world is, is, you know, we're going more and more debt. My prediction is that the Fed will loosen things up and announce quantitative easing phase four. Um, and do a significant bond buying to get the the economy cooking again, which is really the the last measure they have. And um, you know they're going to continue to just you know, push the value of our dollar down significantly, and that and that's going to have a real effect on on most people that you know either save money or most people that have a, a fixed income. You know, as as the dollar loses value and you're on a fixed income or you have a certain amount for retirement it really hinders your ability to to survive because the cost of goods have to go up the you know cost of food cost of you know day-to-day goods you know with them manipulating the currency this way things are going to be significantly more more expensive and um, that's not a good thing for people that are uh, near or close to uh, retirement age oh boy that's really but you're right on the money there that's it's it's horrendous but you know there's uh uh, another factor to me that comes into play too right now, and that's the supply chain chaos, as it's being called, coming out of China, where you're going to see uh, spot shortages, and they may be more than just spot shortages, and people are going to be able to get what they need, or if they can get something, they're going to pay through the nose for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's you know food sitting on the docks and and goods that aren't being shipped over, and and I think. You know, when we have a trade partner like China that is so significant to our day to day, um, you know, you look at, you know, some of the you know essential metals and things that we get from China to run, you know, sort of our day to day living. Um, when those things really slow down, it obviously is going to have an effect on on our economy and 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 jobs and, and things of that nature. And I think if it continues in China the way it's going in other parts of the world, I mean, what are companies going to do if you really just you can't let people work? I mean, that's that's really what it's going to come down. If you can't let people in because they're going to infect other people with this virus, how are companies? I mean, the amount of companies that are going to be affected by this, the numbers are staggering. And, you know, people ask me, you know, what's happening in China affect us here? And it's our, our economies are so connected. The goods we get out of China are, are coming over here in droves absolutely it's going to affect what's happening here in the united states and it's it's going to affect our economy so let's you know let's keep a it's keep a close eye on on these types of things but obviously gold is has reacted um to it and um you know there's a lot of money being moved into gold right now a lot of buying russia just did another very large buy of gold 
So it's, it's, you know, if you're in gold, you've been in gold for the last year or two, you've been listening to our show, you're, you're really happy. <clears throat> you're feeling really good about where things are and you're, and you're feeling comfortable. And so, you know, a lot of clients have been, you know, emailing us saying, you know, that they're just feeling great about what, you know, what they decided and, and them moving out of some of these other investments. And so it's just, you know, sometimes it's just you have to take a, a, a move and a different do a lateral move out of something that, you know, maybe, you know, you've been in for a while and get into something that, you know, could protect you. And if things really get bad, because it really it hasn't gotten bad yet. We're, we're just at the beginning of, of where things could go. Well, I would like to say I'm totally optimistic and it's not going to get bad. But uh, a couple of things, the virus doesn't show any signs of abating and I thought it would by now. I really thought it would start yeah. to burn itself out, and then and it's spreading throughout Europe now. So it, it's 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 like now it's affecting more of our trading partners. And mm-hmm. then the other thing that really concerns me um, is once you start that economic trend downwards on manufacturing in China, it's not like they can just flip the switch tomorrow when things return to normal and they're going to resume normal sure. production. It's going to take a while. Absolutely, and and people. It's another thing that kind of to talk about that too is like one of the reasons that gold was so undervalued, and we talked a lot about this in 2017, is that after the collapse of 2011 of the gold market and the silver market where it pulled back dramatically, mining companies all over the world were letting people off. So we had basically six years of mining drop, I, I think reports 80, 90% from some, from some of its all-time highs. So you had this, you know, basically mining companies that couldn't recoup their costs because that, you know, they were looking at gold at, at 1900 and it was down to 1170. So they basically just let people off. Mm-hmm. So now we have, you know, the demand is high. You have um, central banks buying a tremendous amount of gold. We talked about this last month that, you know, central banks are holding about 13% of their net worth in gold from 9% five years ago, which is a pretty significant uptick. So you have a lot of these um, factors in there that are independent of the C virus, independent of the fact that we've been in a bull stock market for 11, 12 years. You know, the fact is, is that if we can't get enough to fulfill demand um, in the markets, obviously that's going to increase the price. Um, and on a side note, this is also happening when you talk about mining, it's also happening with crypto. It's also happening with Bitcoin because the, all the mining of Bitcoin in the world, 96% of it happens in China. Well, guess what? That's not happening right now. So people, you know, they're like, oh, it broke 10,000. And it's like, of course it broke 10,000 because the mining of Bitcoin has slowed dramatically. And if they continue to have problems there with this virus and they're not mining because not only do you need a lot of electricity, but you need a lot of manpower to make sure that the, all the mining of Bitcoins is happening. If that decreases, then, you know, where could Bitcoin go? Could it could it break through 20,000 again? Could it go higher? So you have a lot of these assets that people want right now and the availability to get them out there to everybody is probably not going to be there. That's a scary thought unto itself. So l- let me just pose a, a hypothetical for you here, okay? And it's really more real than hypothetical, okay? So I won't say I have a friend. I'll say I'm my friend and I'm coming <clears> to you and I'm saying, all right, I think I have too much cash in the bank. And I'm worried about, uh, especially with these stories we started off with, about people can't get their funds. Um, I'm really worried about leaving too much in the bank. How much should I leave in, and what could you help me with here at Noble Gold? I mean, that's and, and I'm asking really for myself, sincerely. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know everyone's situation is so unique, and you have to sort of be careful about about what you recommend. But I will say this: the good thing about gold and silver is that it's liquid. I mean, we can, you know, if it, it, you know, people today that need cash that bought from us a few years ago, if they need the money, they can get the money in a few days from us. So they're never going to have an issue. If they really need it, we can get it to them next day. But if they really need the availability of this cash, it's it's always there, which is one of the reasons I like liquid investments. Um, like gold and silver, unlike, you know, real estate has obviously been great, but if you need to sell a property, it's impossible to sell a property quickly. Um, unless you just, you know, you want someone to give you 30 or 40% below what, what it's worth. And then I'm sure you can get the money fast, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's cash is, is what is cash going to be worth in the future and what is it going to buy? And I think I would just say, if you look at gold for the last few years, you know, since end of 2000, um, 2018 to today, you a 30% growth that's going to cover you for day to day goods, even if things continue to skyrocket and it's going to do better than a quarter of a percent in the bank. It's going to do better than the 10 year treasury today. I don't know if you saw is at 1.3%, which is, uh, you know, the idea that someone's going to leave money with a bank for 10 years and make 1.3% is, is <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know no. anybody wants that deal, but you know, and that's, that's the good thing is you can get in and out of it quickly. Um, you know, and, and I think that flexibility is, is what people are looking for. So, I, you know, I can't give anybody a number, but I can tell you that, um, you know, I, I always buy a lot of metals. I buy every quarter. My wife and I, we, we love it. We've set aside metals for all of our kids, which has been really fun to have different piles for them. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be great when they're, you know, ready to go. And, yeah. you know, my vision is that <laughs> they're going to have this huge pile of, of gold. And then, you know, maybe one of them will start a business or maybe the one want on to travel or, or maybe they need it for school. Who knows? But, you know, I think that, um, you know, buying, uh, a, as much as you can afford over time is really smart. And then, you know, I think right now cash is, is just doesn't really make a lot of sense. It just, I, I can't see why somebody would want to hold a lot of cash when, you know, the returns are what they are right they're, now. They're crap. So, so I'm going to waive my confidentiality here. Okay. I got too okay. much cash in the bank and I call you up and I say, Hey, I'm only going to deal with call. I love calling. Um, and so I'm saying, Hey, how do I convert this? What's the process you walk someone through? And I'm sure people yeah. want to know this. Yeah. I mean, if they're just looking, just not an IRA, they just have cash. It's really easy. We would just go over the uh, different coins and bars that are available and spend some time. That call usually takes, you know, 30 minutes to go through the options that we sell. And, and what we've done, we've streamlined it down. You know, we don't have 5,000 different coins and bars you can buy. We just, we have 15 to 20 products because those are the products that people are buying and selling every day. Mm -hmm. So we have those, they have the highest quality, the, the highest purity, they're in impeccable condition. You can read the reviews about the quality of our metals. I think people would be, um, I don't think anyone would say anything, but that it's the best quality out there. But in terms of what you're going to get, it really just comes down to, you know, if you're going to buy coins or bars, it just comes down to a personal choice, whether you're buying gold or silver. We talk about the allocation of how much gold and silver you want, or maybe you just want one of the metals. You know, we make that decision over the phone, and you can wire the funds to us or send us a, you know, overnight as a check. 
and then we're, we're shipping the metals out. If you send us a bank wire, the metals are out to you in five, six business days. Uh, if you send us a check, it takes a little longer just because, you know, that's how it works with checks. Um, then it's yours. It's in your hands. You're holding it. Um, you have everything you need there. It'll be, you know, come out to you in a nondescript box. Nobody will know what you're having or you're receiving. And then you store it in a safe or a safety deposit box, whatever you decide to do. And then the IRA, it's pretty much the same thing. You call us. We help you fill out, let's say, Fidelity, your paperwork for Fidelity. Probably takes 10 minutes. We contact Fidelity for you. We get the funds moved over, and then we basically have the same kind of conversation that we have that we'd have on a cash purchase. Um, the IRA typically takes about seven to ten business days from start to finish, just because we have to wait for the money to move over from okay. Fidelity and or, or whoever the uh, the custodian is. So they're both really the same. We, we basically sell the same metals to to both clients. Um, it's just whether you know the money's in an IRA or four hundred one k or whether it's you know sitting in cash. See, that's that's instructive, and I think that people want to know that. So, how do they contact you? Yeah, call us. Uh, they can go to noblegoldinvestments.com and get free information, or they can speak to somebody here. Our phone number is 877-646-5347. Um, so, anytime they they want to call in, um, you know, we always have people available. And I think people, what people like about Noble Gold is the fact that they're talking to a live person that they, you know it's so confusing and you're dealing with these things there's so many coins and people go to websites and they just get confused they can come here talk to somebody and we can really walk them through the process and, and help them get some medals and, and, okay. and really just simplify things a lot of people will tell me when we talk they go well that's really interesting you spent too much time on the news but not enough time on telling me what I can do about it and I think this has been sure. very helpful but but let me ask you this question. Do you think fortunes are going to reverse anytime soon with regard to the cash to gold ratio? Um, how do you mean, Dave? What do you mean by that? Well, in other words, you know, gold's going up and up and up and up. Mm. Uh, and that means the cash is not thought to be doing really well. At least that's how I take mm. it. Yeah. Okay, so so is do you think we're on a trend that's going to stay this way for a while? I, I mean, the dollar and, and fiat money is never going to go up in value. Um, it, it, the only argument you can make is it, it's gone up in value relative to other fiat money. Um, if you're just you know trading currencies on a day to day, you could. That's the only argument you can make. But when all of the money is fiat money, all of it is not backed by anything. There's no way that it's going to go in the other direction. And and I think, you know, it's. Inflation is hard to track because it happens every day. Exactly. And so yeah. people don't – the only time they start to see it is when gasoline – their gasoline price goes up or they go to the supermarket and they used to buy milk for $2 and now it's two fifty. But besides that, they don't always see it because every bill is just fractionally going up on a daily basis. And that's sort of the, the scary thing about um, this inflation. Now, on the flip side – the great thing about IRA money and the great thing about investments is compound interest. So just to flip it on the other side, the downside of inflation is that it happens every day. The upside of this IRA is that as things go up in your investments and you keep them in a tax-deferred account, they can compound and you can see growth without paying the tax. So there's, there's a few different things to kind of look at when you're looking at investments. But 
the beauty behind the, the IRA and the beauty behind all these things is that things, your investments continue to go up and you're not paying tax on a daily basis where, you know, your income and your salary, everything's getting taxed immediately. So it really can't compound. So I, I think there's ways to stave off some of this inflation that we're having. And it's just, it just takes a few moves, a few, you know, taking some time and just, you know, really just educating yourself and, and making sure that, you understand what you're doing currently in investment and if you feel comfortable there fine or if you don't that you you know you look to make some some changes okay that's this has really been instructive because a lot of people don't really understand the process of of how to go about doing this who actually holds the gold though so when someone calls in they go okay look i cash sucks cash is trash and it's going to crash and they say i need to buy some gold who actually hangs on the gold physically? So it, if they're buying it direct, that means they're not using any IRA money. We ship the gold directly to the client. Um, okay. We can store it if they want. We have um, secure facilities, segregated facilities that we also use for IRAs. IRAs do have to be held at a third party because that's the way that the IRS has that yeah, law that's the set law. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know, people always ask me if you can get access to it. Um, you can always get access to it, but any t- if you take it before you turn 59 and a half, obviously there's there's some some penalties that you have to do. If you're above the age of 59 and a half and you have this iron gold, you can absolutely take it. You can have the gold from the depository shipped to your house, and you know you'll have to pay whatever tax you'd have to pay, but you can take it. Um, so it's it is physical gold. And it's one of the few things in your IRA that you can actually take as what they call as an in-kind distribution. So you're actually taking the gold when you retire as opposed to cash. Or you can take it in cash. You can do it you know, either way. Um, but it does give you that flexibility. So what a lot of people ask me, if the dollar's crashing and gold is, is – if I have gold there and I want the gold, what should I do? And I, you know, I'd say if you think gold's going to continue to go up and up, maybe just take the gold – you can always sell it at, at a later date, you know, when you're ready okay. to liquidate it. So, yeah, there's a lot of flexibility. But in terms of just a cash direct investment, we ship it directly to uh, to the client. Yeah, the reason I'm asking these questions, one, I want to know. But number two, a lot of people are now moving to where they want to buy gold because they see the volatility that's there. But they don't really right. understand the process. And this has been really, sure. really instructive. So if people say, okay, you know. Uh, sounds like normal gold might be something I want to talk to these guys about. Um, you gave the number before. Let me see if I have it here. It's 877-646-5347. And uh, I imagine they'll have a live person to talk to that's in America. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, we're we based here in the U.S. Um, and, you know, we focus on customer service. We're in the customer service business. I think you'll find that everybody here is is trained uh, by Charles and I, and you know, we combined. Charles and I have 35 years of, of experience in precious metals, and so we we take our time, answer questions, and um, you know, make sure that they're educated. And, and even right now, where people are rushing, we still want to spend the time. And, and I know people still want to get their accounts set up. So a lot of times, we're taking the account information, getting it set up, sending the paperwork that's needed, and then mm-hmm. spending the time with the client. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that if this is the investment they want to do or if they want to get gold that they understand what they're getting that's that's what we want that's the key is that people understand what they're getting into and i think that as long as we continue to do that people will be happy and we really preach that here we talk about that just make sure that 
every stone is unturned that people ask questions and, and you'll when people call in they're going to find that that people are they're going to keep asking them questions because they want to make sure that our clients are educated and I, that's what we focus on here at, at noble gold investments that's that's fantastic it really is because you know I, i'm assuming you're going to get some calls just from listening to our interview here but i mean my cash scares the hell out of me i mean yeah. and i'm going to ask you one more question i know everybody's different but a general rule of thumb how much cash should you keep in the bank in terms of monthly expenses do you recommend one two six twelve months what, i mean what would you i, I tell think people? from what i've read is that you want to have six to eight months available uh, to cover all of your expenses and then what i typically do is you want to have food i i you know i want to have food for you know enough you know if something were to, to really go haywire i want to have at least a month's worth of food and you want to have you know have gold and silver to cover things water and all all the other things so it's i think it's a basket dave it's really a basket of things that you need to have sure. for protection um you know and, and the six months is you know if something happens to your job you're okay you have enough time so you don't have to take a job that you don't want sure and you know the other thing is you don't want to take your 401k out you know which is the unfortunate thing a lot of people they lose a job they don't have savings and then they pull their 401k which is really kills them in the end because they pay a 10% penalty and then they're going to have to pay all that tax that they didn't pay. So that really hurts. So the goal is something happens, you know, health, work, whatever. You got six months to, to kind of get your your life together and, and, and not have to pull from any of these investments. Because really, as I was saying, it's all about compounding and compound interest and growth. And the way that you're able to do that is you just let it sit and grow and that's really the key to um, to having a good retirement. Yeah, the, this has been so good. I just have one more question. Um, which is easier to turn over and use for personal expense? Would it be gold or silver and why? I, they're both the same with that. I mean, we, we buy back both. There's no real difference. I mean, I think in terms of like trading and bartering, um, silver makes a lot of sense because of the denomination of it is, you know, if you're buying an item that's, you know, 20 bucks or 10 bucks, <coughs> excuse me, it's easy to, to, you know, figure out those denominations. But in terms of if you needed money and, and, and you needed to call us and, and get it out of your hands quickly, e either metal is, it's, it's irrelevant. We buy back both. If, as long as you buy it from us, we're going to buy it back. So it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually thinking about bartering, you know, when I asked the question about bartering, bartering. on the open market. And I just yeah. wondered, is, is is it easier to over uh, to, uh, work with silver? That's what I've been told. Yeah, silver just makes. I mean, you're you know talking about smaller items. Um, mm -hmm. I have a client that that pays his mechanic with silver, and you know it's you know let's say he goes mechanic, it's two hundred or five hundred dollars. He brings you know a bunch of silver eagles or bars, and it's a pretty straight transaction. So, um, and the mechanic loves it. Um, you know, it's great. So, uh, you know, cause if he gets cash, then what's he going to do with cash? You know, at the end of the day, it's like, you want to get something that, that, um, is going to go up in value. Um, you know, and a lot of States have done that too, like Utah, where they've accepted gold and silver's payment for taxes and, and, and paying off tickets because it's great for them. They'd love to get an item that that's going to increase in value. 
So, yeah, I think to answer your question, probably Dave, uh, bartering silver is probably a little easier. But, I mean, we even have smaller denominational gold pieces, too. I mean, you can get as small as a gram if you want. In terms of gold, I probably wouldn't recommend it. It's really small. But if you want it, it's like, you know, your size of your fingernail. But, um, you know, there are smaller denominational gold pieces, too. Well, no, if you're going to jump in, I think you need to jump in all the way. And I just, and you know what's really been cool about this interview? Because you can tell I'm in the market. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, yeah. I do not trust the cash right now, the way things are going. And so I, I approached this interview about the economy like, hey, what if I want to do this? What will we do? And I guarantee you we're going to get a heck of a lot of thumbs up on this because you have answered every question straightforwardly. And you've given me confidence that when I call Noble Gold, I'm going to be dealt with fairly because you, you take the time to answer. And I think that's really good. And I appreciate that. And I got a saying for you. You know, I've been telling people recently, they said, Dave, what do you think about the economy? I go, I got to buy gold and silver. I've got a little bit. I need a lot more. And they go, why? And I go, because it's the golden rule. Because if crap comes and when the crap clears, he who has the gold will rule. And I really do believe that. Yeah, no, I agree with you too. Um, well, look, this is really, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, Dave, it's, it's been a pleasure. And, and um, you know, anyone that's ready ready to call in, the phone lines are open, and, and we're definitely here to uh, to help. Well, it's really good. So we got good advice. we got good practical advice about what people can do. And you gave me insight on how this process works because I did this through a third party before when I bought gold. Oh, it was probably about 8, 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, my wife and I have been talking. I said, honey, I don't want – it's not like we got a boatload of money in the bank but I don't trust the bank. And just that story you opened up with today about this guy could not move his money and it sounded to me like insider trading and that's why they held on to it. It's caused by fractional reserve banking. I mean, I just look at that, I go, man, I don't want to get caught on the wrong end of that. I'm glad it worked out for that gentleman, but I don't want to be on that side. And this is why I got to get into gold and silver. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to feel the same way. Well, again, that number again uh, for Noble Gold is 877-646-5347. And Colin, thank you so much. This has probably, I think, been our most interesting interview. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Dave. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll definitely talk again soon. Okay, my friend. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you back here again tomorrow.